What's good, everybody? Welcome to 99 Miles Per Hour with me, your host, Percy Garner, where we talk about life and sports and everything in between. All right, everybody, we got uh, a special guest today. Uh, it, well, I guess we'll start with me. <laughs> I'm your host, Percy Garner, and uh, we have Larry Mills in the house today. And uh, I brought him on because I'm very intrigued. I'm, I'm kind of using this podcast as a way to get to know people deeper um, that I've known over the years. So I came, I got an excuse to ask uh, Larry all these questions. Um, hopefully you feel good about it. You feel good about it, Larry? I feel great. <laughs> all right. I'm excited uh, to get to it. But um, before we get all formal and go down the question list, um, you know, I guess just introduce yourself. So, you know, I know who you are, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. So my name is Larry Mills. I actually live here in Dover, Ohio. I watched Percy grow up and become the athlete that he had. Uh, I don't know if that's over yet, but uh, based on the quarantine, I think it is. (laughs) Uh, So, um, yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, Married, three children. We'll talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I uh, graduated from Baldwin-Wallace College, uh, got a degree in computer science and mathematics, and then went on to work in the technology field in my career. I've uh, been in that field for over 36 years now, and so I, I know it seems long. Uh, actually, I'm trying to wind down. Maybe in the next five, I, I look to retire. Mm. Um, so you going to be 40 when you retire? 40, yeah, <laughs> I wish, I wish. But, but it's been a great career. Uh, worked for some great firms along the way. I worked for uh, General Electric, GE oh, Capital. Okay. Worked for IBM, Global nice. Services, out of Cleveland, uh, and then I got involved in some uh, small uh, firms that basically concentrated in technology and hosting applications for companies. And okay. so I've been doing that for the last 22 years, I think, Dang. and uh, been all around the world with my job. So it's been it's been very interesting and and challenging. And uh, so uh, who knows what my uh, my next career is going to be? But uh, nice. Well, I'm glad I got an excuse now. Instead of having to take all these notes that Larry, all this stuff I'm going to learn from him, I got a podcast I can just keep listening to. That's right. (laughs) But uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, That is the main reason I'm having you on here. Obviously, I know you personally, but um, once I figured out exactly what you were, you know, doing, you know, at first I thought you were like James Bond or something. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, now that I know, like, because I've been in love with tech forever, and I don't know if that's something, you know, you kind of just decided you know, once you went to college, like, oh, I want to do this. Or was that something that you, you know, at a young age, you were like, man, you know, I love technology. You know, growing up, uh, my favorite subject in school was math. And uh, in the 70s, when I went through uh, middle school and high school, uh, I kind of latched on the mathematics. I thought maybe I'd be an engineer, p- possibly uh, in the insurance industry, be an actuary. Okay. And uh, when I got to college in 1979 at Baldwin-Wallace, I... Uh, had the opportunity to get involved in computer science. And um, really, it was new then. Um, And um, I worked, uh, I interned at IBM in college, uh, became fascinated with some of the new technology they were creating. Uh, They came out with the IBM AT and XT in like 1982. What is that? (laughs) Uh, Those are one of the first uh, uh, 
computers, desktop uh, computers that were introduced uh, by IBM. Um, and, until that point, they were heavily into the mainframe business where they were managing uh, big business with respect to their IBM mainframe 390s, 360s, et cetera. And so, uh, um, so I went down that path um, and really decided in college that I'd stick with computer science and landed my first job right out of college with National City Bank in Cleveland where I was a program developer. Dang. Yeah, I saw that. I was creeping on your LinkedIn profile. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, look yeah. at all this stuff. I was yeah, like, Man. And those were, those, uh, those were interesting times because um, in today's world, you, you know, we all have laptops. We all have cell phones that, that generate a lot of uh, – you know, different types of technology just from those devices alone. When I worked at National City Bank, I would write a program and I'd have to generate that program on a deck of cards. And that cards was in a tray, a very large tray. And you would walk that tray into the computer room. You'd give it to the, uh, the, the engineer that was running the program to say, could you run this? I'm going to submit some language to actually run that program. Those cards would just fly through those IBM mainframes and run your program. Wow. So that's how far it's come in 35 years. Wow. I'm so glad I have him on the show. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, wow. That is crazy. Um, see, that's the type of stuff, you know, I would like to learn just because I like, like, you know, like a, like video games and stuff, Atari. No, that's yes. the, the language oh, you're oh, saying right now is like yeah. similar to that. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Atari. I think Atari came out when I was a uh, freshman in college, maybe a junior. Dang. Yeah. That's how far back. It didn't, Frogger didn't distract you as much no, as games no, distract no. people these days. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, like obviously, so obviously we're, we're in tech and all that, but you know, we want to talk about, obviously you told us about growing up and, once you went to Baldwin Wallace, when you made your decision, I actually, I actually was trying to do computer technology. Then my academic advisor told me that they didn't have that major at Ball State. Turns out they did two years later, but that's a long story. <laughs> she ended up getting fired, but uh, <laughs> ended up making me go to college for an extra year. She didn't want to pay for that either. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the computer, I was introduced to it by looking up cheats for video games. So that's how I got introduced to uh, working on computers back in the day. And once I learned, like, whoa, this is crazy, like, what was that moment for you? Like, well, this is the future. I got to stay in this field. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, a after becoming a, a developer, I, I did that for about 10 years. And that's right about the time when a lot of the, uh, the Windows applications started to become popular. Okay. And really, when Windows came out, um, because I was used to working with the green screen technology, and there's still some applications out there today that... Large, very large company utilized the green screens, just really? one screen, no window, you know, you kind of execute everything, you know, from that one screen. Wow. Uh, but when Windows was introduced, that's when you really started thinking about how technology, you know, how far it really could go. And uh, it, it made it made your work easier, because you could multitask, you could do many things uh, as opposed to, you know, having to do things sequentially in that green screen. Oh. And um, and then from there, it really took off. You know, when uh, Bill Gates introduced that, uh, you know, it, from that point forward, it's just been uh, uh, just phenomenal with respect to what's been introduced in technology. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw that documentary um and just when how crazy people were with that what was a Windows 95, I think, and just how crazy things went. But man, like when when I think about, you know, obviously how I was introduced to computers and how you were, 
Like, obviously now I'm like, man, I want to be, you know, software developer and stuff. And we have a, our form of multitasking is a little bit different. So you actually, I can't imagine, can you imagine like being able to like, okay, I want to, I want to open up this program. You won't just, you won't, you aren't just clicking an icon. You're probably like doing a little tagline, like, all right, you know, slash something, something, the folder it's in, you got to go all the way out the whole path. Like, I can't imagine having to do that. And this is like the technology (laughs) version of like dusting off, uh, dinosaur fossils like this is so prehistoric (laughs) (laughs) come on but i mean when you learn that stuff it helps you now i mean obviously when you're writing programs um well you're you know you're above that now you don't do the the, yeah i don't write programs (laughs) i'm I'm trying to learn all that but when you're doing that i mean well i guess there's software out there to help you hold your hand along that now kids don't even have to type in path and stuff like that when they're doing Coding languages. I mean, HTML is still a little yeah, bit. It's but, point and click. Yeah. You have a lot of execu- executables, a- APIs that you just yeah. basically pull in and say, run, you know? Yeah. It's much easier, but you still have to understand all the logic behind, you know, how that program is actually going to perform. Yeah. And that's what you're doing right now because you're not, you know, with your, you know, website, with your mm-hmm. web design, you're not going into HTML, CSS and typing everything out. You've got, you know, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's drag and drop builders. I mean, to a certain extent, but then you got to know CSS and some of the, I mean, like you said, you got to know the basic HTML code, like the structure behind it and yeah. kind of how it works. Like, it's kind of like I told you, like when, if somebody's going to speak Spanish to me, I'm going to tell them to stop, write it down and show it to me because then I'll probably understand at least the gist of what they're saying. Gotcha. So I, it's kind of similar to that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Now I do want to, you know, we'll come back to technology because that's my that's my baby. Um, but while we're in your younger years, <laughs> I mean, uh, I know we talked about you went to St. Mary's and then you chose to go to, to Claymont. Now, was that your choice? Did you know what you were getting yourself into? No. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hey, I, I, I made that decision and uh, I'm so glad I did. Nice, uh, nice. Yes. Growing up in the Denison, Yorksville area and being able to uh, participate in a lot of things at Claymont. I was I played three sports, okay, uh, had okay. just tremendous amount of friends uh, growing up. And um, even today, uh, I would have to say that the majority of my friends that I still have now that I've already, you know, been through uh, many years in the business world are those same fram- friends from high school at Claymont. Wow. Now, do you guys call it the Twin Cities? Is that... No, it, it depends. I think Dover people call it the Twin yeah. Cities, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, when I lived in Denison, and then I, I also lived in Eurexville as well, growing up, there it was competition just between those two towns down really? there. Yeah, we used to we used to go to uh, the middle school now at Claymont, uh-huh. you know, the old junior high that oh, sits yeah. up on the hill, yeah. and we would have. Uh, Denison kids versus Eurexville kids playing in, in, in the gym, you know, oh, in basketball. Wow. Yeah. So we claimed the territory, right? We, <laughs> it was, uh, it was very interesting. That is interesting. That's, that's, and then up. we go to practice and play together, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, I feel like, you know, everyone plays together now. There's not really the, when I was growing up, we had the Dover, Dover, New Philly a little bit, but I knew all those, those guys and I played with them on other teams. Um, obviously when we got on the field, it was a little bit different, but <clears throat> You know, now everyone knows people north, north, north that barely know Dover. They st- now they know Yorksville because of the water park and stuff like that. And uh, it used to be Tuscore Park. Go to Tuscore Park. That's the place to be. Now Yorksville and water park has destroyed all that. But um, with all the people I know from, you know, Dennis and Yorksville are older than you, like my uncle Grover and, you know, people like that. Right. Um, but you said you were you were in Claymont around the 70s. 
Now, how was, you know, football? Because you played all, so I'm assuming you played football, basketball, and baseball. Correct. Um, I Talk about what type, were you, you were, you looked like you might have been a speed guy. Yeah, I had some speed. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that, that was my greatest asset, I guess. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I played football. I quarterback for Claymont. I was the point guard in basketball, and I played center field and pitched in baseball. Oh, wow. And okay. We, you know, we ran into we ran into Dover and Philly every year and all those sports. And, okay. You know, it's interesting um, playing a team like Dover when I was in high school in Claymont, you know, that we played every year. Yeah. And uh, competition was tough. I mean, it was they were great games. You yeah. know, when I, when I watched you play Claymont, it, it wasn't very fair, right? <laughs> You passing to Daniel, Daniel, you know, throwing the ball around his back, scoring a touchdown. <laughs> it just wasn't, just wasn't fair. Yeah, but, it wasn't the same. Yeah, it wasn't the same at all. In fact, two of my three years at Claymont as quarterback, we beat Dover. Yeah, so, so that's how that's, that's how competitive it was. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, and, I, and, and even today, you know, I, I used to fear having to look across the line and seeing guys like Zach Space and Jimmy Gordon. <laughs> And you know uh, Robbie Woods played back uh, then, yeah. just phenomenal athletes. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and it's funny because Jimmy and I are really good friends today. And yeah. you're talking about Jim Gordon, the owner of Gorkon. Yes, yeah. yes Jimmy I Gordon. just actually sold him a machine. Okay, there you go. So Jimmy, <laughs> and I knew would, his daughter. I went to school with his if daughter. You, if, if you uh, if if you would see Jimmy in a football helmet, looking, he played middle linebacker for Dover. You didn't want to run the ball right towards uh, him. Yeah, you well, want to avoid him. So. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a minute. So I just outran him around the end. That's all. <laughs> That's the best way to do yes. it. I'm going to have to go over there and, you know, make sure the machine I sent him is doing well, you know, because now yeah. that I don't know how big he is, I don't want him coming after me. This machine you sold me is crap. But um, but that's awesome, man. Uh, that's crazy. Now, like when I'm talking about, you know, Claymont, and we did have a little moment where we lost to Claymont in a couple sports. You know, they had David White in basketball, and we all know he was like, you know, he ended up going to McKinley, but he was a great athlete from around here. And there's been athletes like Sammy Bonanno, and um, they had a, a couple of baseball players as well who had played at uh, Division II and Division Three sports. So it was quite respectable. It's just they didn't have a whole, like Dover, obviously, we had a class. They didn't really have a class that was just all together you know, they had a couple individuals here and there, but it, it's always good. And Claymont's obviously known for their wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. At least, I think that that really changed in the, the mid 80s is when that really turned around. For oh, really? Claymont and wrestling. Yeah. Really? Prior, prior to then, they were good. You know, they would always send three or four guys to the state. Yeah. But they weren't as dominant as they, they have been over the last 20 years. Oh, okay. Okay. I wasn't, yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. That's good to know. Because uh, my uncle, we always have, uh, you know, our back and forth is about Claymont and Dover. But, <laughs> but um, so I guess I want to talk about, and I I can't help but laugh at one of these questions I have that have later. I just saw it. But um, <clears throat> so like when you when you were like, all right, let's let's do this computer science thing, and let's attack this, and you got a job at IBM. Like, were you just like? like eyes wide open, like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Uh, when you got the internship and stuff like that, it was, it was very exciting back then. Cause I knew if I got a job at, you know, I, I work at Xerox now, but, um, I'm not really doing the applications or working and, you know, I'm going to, you know, present them to the customer and hopefully they buy it, mm -hmm. but I'm not actually doing, you know, the, the solutions and the, the hardware stuff like that, but I would enjoy doing that. But how was that for you? Oh, it was great. It was, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, eyes wide open, the experience that I got through that, um, 
uh, internship. And then later I joined IBM in the mid-90s for a couple of years. I, I managed um, a number of customers in the Northeast Ohio area, like Goodyear. They, nice. were, one of, they were one of my customers. Wait, what's Goodyear? No, I'm joking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story about Goodyear. So I was managing a Y2K project. Everybody remembers that, right? Maybe you guys don't because you're young. No, I remember. I remember. Oh, yeah, I do too. But, but the, when, you, when you approach those projects, the key was making sure that any of the code that was in their programs, if it, if it had anything to do with day, month, and year, you had to evaluate that code and then decide, do we need to fix this or change this because it only has a two-digit year, not a four-digit year, and the uh, calculations are going to be all wrong. Yeah. Well, the problem that we had at Goodyear was the name of their company ends in year. Uh, so everything in their programs had the word year, like this is the Goodyear switch, oh this gosh. is the Goodyear that. So we thought we had to fix all these programs, and in fact, it was just the name of their company in the program. <laughs> That's a great story, man. Yeah. Oh, man. And, you know, as those people, they probably can't imagine what's going on. But if you go through, it's probably, I don't know how much that would have been. I would have been intimidating. Like, all right, I'm not doing this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and, you know, Goodyear spent um, millions and millions of dollars with IBM to get all those programs fixed. Really? It was, a, it was phenomenal. And you know what? Nothing happened. <laughs> Yeah, you know, rather it, safe than it sorry. Turned, yeah, it, it, it turned midnight in Australia. Did any of the computers crash? No. no. <laughs> okay, let's just move around the world. Nothing happened. Uh, it was a non-event. Well, and companies spent billions <laughs> to fix their programs. Well, well good thing we uh, we had that experience to get us ready because now, if you're looking at like a lot of documents and contracts I'm having signed, people would just see the twenty already printed there, and they're like, "Okay, it's over." And I've had to send a couple contracts back. Like, no, that's. 2000 and you got to put your number you got to put another 20 there or just people you know writing checks if you just write your two-digit year yeah they said be very cautious of that because um someone could take that and change the year on it yeah and you know people there are people these days that like to do stuff like that uh i mean okay i guess that'll bring that's not even what i have down but security obviously has become huge like now when you you know started you know in the 80s and 90s was that was it such a big thing? No one was really on the internet at those times. So. Exactly. So uh, it wasn't until I would have to <clears> say <throat> the mid nineties, you know, uh, late nineties is when, you know, the internet became uh, really uh, influential in, okay. in the programming world. Gotcha. And then you had to really, you know, become aware of, uh, you know, exactly what you were doing and making sure that, you know, you, uh, your, your data was secure as yeah. you were transmitting or integrating to other systems, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and it really is, you know, the top concern that IT executives have around the world today because, you know, whereas, you know, everything that we have in technology today has been so phenomenal, um, the downside is that there's always people out there that are trying to figure out a way to uh, yeah. use that you know, technology yeah. that's at their hands and do harm to people. So it is you true. really have to be cautious. Yeah. And it, it, it does stink because a lot of the stuff we can do now is crazy. Like, um, I don't know if you're watching that last dance documentary on the, on the bull sure. when they have which ESPN anchor, it's not Trey Wingo, but they have the uh, old one of the ESPN anchor, but obviously it has the new lips cause it's talking about the future. And he's like, yeah, in 20 years from now, you're going to be at a 
touch your phone in the right place and get pizza. Like That's right. <laughs> so like obviously just from the time we're talking to now, that big jump being able to touch a little device with a screen and pizza shows up is huge. Now we look at that as just yeah, that's, that's supposed to happen. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and it's hard to believe that there's still going to be things advancing over the next five years that we're, you know, people, people like yourself are imagining, but I would say normal day-to-day people mm-hmm. aren't thinking about, you know, what is technology going to be like here? And they know it's going to be changing and that their pockets are going to have to be empty for it, but <laughs> they don't get, you know, what, what is like people like yourself are capable of doing, uh, you know, moving forward. And I know for myself, I'm scared. But I I would love to know how to do all that stuff. But, um, you know, I guess we'll go to one thing I'm curious about because uh, on your LinkedIn profile, you know, he's, you know, VP out here. <laughs> so like when you got into this tech role, was it something you're like, you know what, I'm going to climb to the top or was it, you know, you just kind of went along with it? Yeah, I, I, you know, I never had aspirations to like climb the ladder in a, in a corporation and really want want that highest level i i always wanted to make sure i was having fun that i was enjoying what i was doing that it was challenging and um you know i met a lot of great people along the way and um it just so happened that um you know i took some leadership skills that i learned early on and you know uh in my uh claymont days and my college days and and um was able to uh, get to it to a position basically in my career today where i manage um I, I manage a number of people across the globe that services the accounts that we have at Velocity, and that's my current company. That's what's up. It's crazy. Managing people sounds scary to me. I want to, you know, obviously advance in my business, you know, acumen, and that comes along with it. When you do your job well, then you're <laughs> you're expected to share your, your knowledge and help other people progress. And, uh, like, do they, when you were doing that, did they have, like, certain classes you had to take, or they were just like, Larry, you're doing well? Here's what you got to do now. <laughs> you know, um, I started down the uh, PMP, uh, the project management program, oh, okay. and um, I, I actually didn't did not get certified in all of the courses, um, but some of them. And uh, I really learned how to utilize technology, some of the tools that are out there to manage pro you know projects, major projects, implementation systems, etc. Um, and then really the key the key to all projects is make sure you got good people on your team. And make sure you communicate. Yeah. And if you do that, it, uh, it's half the battle. Yeah, we still haven't perfected the communication with all these tools we have now. Over. It, it, actually, it actually almost makes you uh, not have to communicate, right? <laughs> yeah, but I think, yeah. uh, you know, having the folks available to you, communicating, making sure everyone's on the same page uh, is so valuable in today's world, especially around technology. Yeah, now, especially with uh, the COVID and all that. And having to, you know, work remotely, it kind of challenged a lot of places. Now, I will say, you know, where, where we work at Comdoc, well, me, when I, where I work at Comdoc, we did a great job. And now we're not rushing back to the office. We're going to take it super slow just because we're able to carry on business as usual, not having, you know, to all be in the office and kind of just we're using different types of stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of people who use Office 365 and Microsoft Teams. Uh, like, how have you implemented, you know, you so you manage people, so... I guess, how have you, you know, took the bull by his horns and saying, this is how we're going to communicate and this is how we're going to, you know, get things done? Yeah, really, um, 
A lot of that's decided at the, at the highest level in the, at the corporation. So, you know, we went the Google route with respect to how we collaborate with all of our documents and nice. project plans and all, all of our intellectual property that we own. Yeah. You know, that's all out there in Google. We all know how to get to it. We all know how to share and collaborate and get things done. Gotcha. Uh, for example, if we're doing a, you know, a 30 slide presentation, it's real simple for, you know, four or five of us to go out there and just knock it out in about two hours, you know, because we're, we're all collaborating on it. Uh, 10, 10, 15 years ago, that would have been much more difficult, take a lot more time and, yeah. and energy to just coordinate getting that done. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite magical when you're working on a Google document and you're just seeing stuff. Like a lot of my classes that I'm taking right now, I go to Northeastern. Well, I go to Northeastern in my home, but yes. <laughs> online. But um, when I was working with a lot of classmates there, you know, they're trying to go around my schedule. A lot of the, the people taking classes aren't fathers or parents aren't, you know, having a full-time job outside of that. So it was kind of challenging there, but it's just, it's kind of, it just seems like it's too good to be true when you're working on something and someone else is typing another cell and it's just crazy. So, um, and you, I'm assuming, did you guys have meetings? Do you use Google Hangouts or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Google nice. Hang. Yeah. We're all Google in. Yeah. So <laughs> everything hangouts, we do utilize zoom for, yeah. you know, video conferencing and so forth. And that's become very valuable during the COVID, uh, yeah. you know, uh, work, work schedule, et cetera. Yeah. So, well, the, the one, good. the one thing I did, it's, it's progressed us a little bit more though. Like I see my church, you were doing different, we were showing how to, cause they want my help when it comes to live streaming the service. Now they never would have thought about that before. Um, and it's just something we, it kind of forced us in. I don't want to say COVID has been great, but it just kind of got us out of our comfort zone and it's forced us to learn more. And like with my friends, Micah, Daniel and stuff, we kind of, we kind of, we would contact each other, but since COVID happened in quarantine, like literally we had a date every Saturday, we'd play like family feud and stuff like that virtually. And it right. brought us a lot closer. We had deeper conversations. It was crazy. So I was like, man, this is, yeah, it's they, kind of a good thing. But I didn't, have you showed, have you seen a lot of the same things? Yes, absolutely. So we, you know, we do uh, uh, happy hours on, actually okay. I'm missing it. My company does a happy hour on Thursday night through Zoom. Oh, wow. Where well, we I all just sit there, BS. <laughs> I know, feel, I feel, I feel, you know, Drink special. a cool one. Yeah, it's fun. Just laugh and joke. Yeah, you know, the yeah, day's yeah. over. And you so, need that. Yeah, you need absolutely. That. You know, and as a sales team, I mean, I don't know how yours is, but we're kind of crazy. It's like a locker room, you know, you can't repeat what we say in those meetings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't record those ones. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I don't know how Allied Machine has been doing it, Josh, but I mean, has there been a lot of need, I guess, because your, your company is a little bit different than what we're used to? Well, the big thing we've been doing is live streaming uh, customer trainings straight out of our uh, engineering lab. Nice. So, I mean, what we used to always do is bring customers to the building and actually bring them in, put them in front of a machine and run the tool so they could see it run. And, you know, then they can look at the part and see what kind of chips it makes out in the metal and all that. But um, now they can't come. <laughs> so we had to figure out real quick how, to, how are we going to live stream this thing so they get the same sort of experience without actually being here. And we've really knocked it out of the park. Um, I'd love to take a lot of that credit, but... <laughs> 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 that would be Kyle Schweitzer, the uh, the other guy with me on the Git Level yeah, Network. I um, him soon. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. He's he is a wizard for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I assume I'm like, cause dang, this you know, next level and Git Level is run pretty smooth. That can't be yeah. done by you, no, yeah, no, yeah, it's not. That's not Josh. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, um, it's it's crazy. So 
like we t- you talked about challenges you faced early on, like we're going to get into challenges in parenting and stuff, but like early on, it obviously it wasn't smooth sailing. Anyone who's made it as far as you have, you had to go through something to learn, obviously a lot of things, but those were the biggest learning points come out of, I believe in adversity, but like what were some challenges you ran into that you could think of right now? Yeah, actually um, being in the consulting world, you know, there's a lot of travel. Mm. Um, so I was on the road a lot. So okay. actually, you know, with, with children at home and uh, my wife teaching, um, that, that was a big challenge. You know, okay. I'd be on the road three or four days a week, Man. you know, leave on either Sunday night or Monday morning, come home Thursday night or Friday morning. And, uh, you know, uh, miss some events that my, yeah. my kids were in, you know, Luckily for me, they were younger, so, you yeah. know, sixth grade bitty ball with, with, <laughs> <laughs> with the girls. That's was, very important. Yes, no. exactly, yeah. So, um, so I missed those kinds of events, but gotcha. by the time they were in high school, I was, I was, uh, my, my, my travel was more limited. Nice. And thus, I got to enjoy a lot more. Uh, and now, I, I, you know, I work about 60 to 70% of the time right here in Dover and nice. manage uh, a lot of customers across the world and teams across the world. So technology so, allows me to do that. Yeah, I was going to say, man, being able to live in Dover, that was always my thing. Like a lot of places I want to work. Okay, if I climb the ranks here, if I would go here, there's no way I'm going to be able to work in Dover and get this accomplished. But obviously you're approved, so you give me hope. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, now, uh, the other thing I want to get into is, you know, the, the parenting scene since we had been talking about that. And obviously I know uh, your daughter's pretty well, not Lauren, but she was a little older, but um, you know, Emily and Sarah, uh, you said you got three daughters, right? Yep. Okay. Now you got grandchildren. You old That's as right. dirt. Three, no, <laughs> three granddaughters. Three yeah. granddaughters. Yes. So my house so, is filled with females. So yes. that was one of my questions, but that's <laughs> even worse than I thought. I didn't. <laughs> that's why he skipped happy hour and I talked that's to a couple right. of guys. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Man. Okay. So, um, obviously, raising your kids in Dover was was Lauren raised in Dover? She was actually she's a Claymont graduate. Okay. 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 Yep. Okay. It's good. That, okay. Yes. Now, other obviously Emily and Sarah went to Dover. Now, what what was uh, was there any difference? You didn't really notice a difference. You know, Lauren going to Claymont and then your two younger kids. It's no good place to good place to raise your kids. Oh, yeah, great place to raise the kids. The education system in Dover is great. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lauren had a great experience at Claymont. Um, she got it. Was she a part of the? Was she in the new building when they when did she, they build the new building? Uh, yes. Well, you know, I I forget exactly if she was in the new building or not. Maybe maybe her. She graduated in 05. So, so I'm it might have sh- been. I forget, actually. It might have been right then and right, there. Yeah. That, maybe the, her senior year was in the new building. Yeah, because I know David White played basketball in that, and that was my sophomore year, I think, the first time we went there with the new. Yeah, it was sophomore year. Yeah. yeah. So that was 2005, right? Four, four or five? Yeah, one of those years. Yeah. <laughs> Josh was like, I, I don't know. 15 years ago. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm having a hard time remembering, especially at my age. Right? Yeah. So, well, but that's no difference. You know, yeah. Dover and Claymont, great communities. You know, the people in both those uh, communities, they respect their, you know, the people that they live and work with. Yeah. And that's what uh, they, they support their, their high schools and they do all the, uh, you know, the great things that a community does for community service. So, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed, uh, you know, living in Eureksville for about the first 18, 19 years of my life until I got to college. And then the last uh, 30 years I've been here in Dover. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, both uh, small, obviously Dover's maybe a little bit bigger, but 
Dover's not really a city. I mean, <laughs> no. but it's all like, you know, small town and it's just, it's just a different, uh, and very similar, like you said, with the communities, uh, you know, everyone pretty much knows everyone, you know, you have your certain spots you go to eat. <laughs> it's yeah. just, you just know what you're going to do is, you know, you never worried about traffic really. So that's right. Yeah. yeah. I got introduced to real traffic. You know, when I was in Columbus, I thought that was traffic. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is awful. But then when you go to other places like Atlanta, Georgia, yes. you're like, what is yeah. happening? We're, we're 75 and 85 are running parallel to each <laughs> other. And there's nine lanes in both. Yeah, then when yeah, I saw that, I was bad. like, what the heck? I'm actually going out to L.A. for a wedding in November, uh, I think. <laughs> I pay for the tickets. I don't know what's yeah, going to be happening exactly. by then. It's one of my buddies who I got graduated or who I got drafted with for baseball. Um but um, that's the one thing I'm worried about. I'm like, man, am I going to be able to just go anywhere? You know, L.A., I, I mean, everyone jokes about, I mean, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. But that's probably why he took a helicopter. You can't get anywhere, you know, in L.A. unless you leave a couple hours early. And I'm not used to that. So, you know, I'm already running late in a couple of things. So. <laughs> but um, so obviously your girls in, in sports and you were able to make it, you know, whenever – they started to be more meaningful. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, now, how was that, you know, you being an athlete and mostly, you know, playing with men and, and football and, you know, those sports, how were you able to, you know, I guess, play dad and coach to Sarah and Emily? Oh, and was Lauren involved in oh, yeah. basketball? Oh, yeah. Lauren was a two-sporter. She ran track and, oh, and wow. uh, okay. played volleyball at uh, Claymont. Oh, wow. Uh, so, okay. I mean – it, it really was no difference. You know, uh, the way girls' sports are today, it's, it's as competitive. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, you know, you have to really work hard to improve each and every year. And I, I was lucky enough to have three really good girls, you know, with respect to their mannerisms, the way they, you know, acted yeah. out on the court or on, you know. Never embarrass uh, you out there. Never though. embarrassed, you know. <laughs> um, and so – it was great. And I got to coach a lot of, uh, you know, the, uh, eight and under 10 and under, okay. I started us the, the rebel league in softball here in Dover. Oh, okay. And so, uh, it was great coaching them and, uh, loved every minute of watching them perform. And, uh, I miss it. You know, yeah, now yeah. I miss it. Yeah. You getting teary yet? No. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I noticed, yeah. I was going to say, I'm looking forward to it. Like what's it with my son and daughter? I mean, my son's six right now. I don't know how really he's like, he's, he likes sports a little bit, but he, he calls it fake sports because he, he contributes real sports to coming to watch me play for three hours and be bored out of his mind. So he's like, dad, I'll play fake baseball with you. So I'm trying to get him. He played flag football and stuff like that. But, you know, at that age, it's not you don't know what they're really going to do. He wants to be a ninja right now. So, yes. <laughs> but with my daughter, you know, I can already see it. She's going to be playing football. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> but uh, no, right now I start saying a cadence. I'm like, blue 42. She starts running away and then I go tackle her. It's pretty funny. But um, now, obviously, you being away from home, we talked about the impact on your kids and but uh, Angie your the wife mm -hmm. I mean how was obviously we talked on the episode with Jamal how as men in our marriages we make small sacrifices you know like all right I guess I'll eat you know beef stroganoff instead of spaghetti no yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the women they make the you know the big sacrifices and I'm sure there's no different in your case no different you know um being married, uh, actually, Angie and I. This is our this year's our thirty year 
Really? It'll be our 30 year wedding anniversary. Dang. So, uh, Lucky it, you. It's a, yes, exactly. <laughs> What'd you think when you I, saw that convert, that, that question I had? Yeah, I, I laughed. I laughed. I, cause I, what, you should read the, the exact question because it was, uh, yeah. So I said, you've been married a long time. You know, you know, I wanted him to share with uh, a lot of young couples, uh, Josh, <laughs> you know, how what did how can you help us out you know especially when you married up <laughs> you yeah. married out of your league you married out of league yeah and my my comment there is uh, i can ask you the same question <laughs> you yeah. got me there you, i was not expecting that that is true yeah krista knows that she's lucky to have me exactly <laughs> yeah so yeah um you know uh being married uh being on the road it's a true partnership you know angie uh, I mean, what she had to, you know, do to raise the girls, yeah. teach school, make sure, you know, all of uh, schoolwork's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're at their sporting events, you know, uh, each and every night or whatever they were participating in. You know, she did a phenomenal job. Nice. And, um, uh, but, you know, when I came home or showed up at home, <laughs> it was now my turn. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had to participate in that whole list of things that needed to get done so that when sure. we went, you know, got to the next Monday, things were back to normal and we yeah. started all over again. But well, just the, from when I would come over and hang out with Emily, um, just the relationship you guys had, I can obviously tell because most of the time, you know, mothers are going to have their relationship with their kids. <clears throat> but when me playing baseball, being gone for a lot, half of person's life, actually, now that I think about it, <clears throat> when you think about that, obviously the relationship, it's, it's, you got to try, you know, usually when you're at home, it's just, it just happens because you're there. And when you're traveling, you kind of, you got to make that extra effort. Um, but when I was gone from purse, he was literally making my heart like break. We'd be the times I'd be at home in the off season, like, Hey, you know, putting him to bed and saying our prayers and stuff. As we talked about last episode, <clears throat> he'd be like, you know, dad, cause he knew baseball games got canceled. So he'd be like, hey, Dad, you know, when when's your games getting canceled? You know, when you come home? I'm like, oh, my gosh, man. Yeah, and that kind of, yeah, that tugged on me a little bit. But <clears throat> uh, glad to, you know, be around Peyton, her growing up. So she won't even know, you know, that I was an athlete. Purse knows, but still just brushes it off to the side. His 10-year-old cousin, you know, he wants to play baseball like him. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I was a professional baseball player. What do you mean? <laughs> but, I mean – it's a struggle, but, uh, I mean, like you said, you've done it. And like I said, I, the, the relationship you had with Sarah and Emily that I saw, cause obviously I went around with you and Lauren, but I was just like, you know, that's another reason I wanted to have you on here just because I know you could bring some positivity and some lessons learned for people like Josh. Cause I don't need to know anything. I already know everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that, that, that's a great point that you bring up and, you know, a good question. Um, you know, in our house, you know, we have open communication. Um, I love the girls. I was never the discipline disciplinarian. Really, you know, Angie always was. Oh wow, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they got away with murder with me. Well, yeah, I guess I. But can there see wasn't that. a whole lot to that. get away with. Yeah, you had some. Good I had girls. good girls. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. good girls. Yeah. So, um, but you know, we're very open. Um, maybe more open than we should be. You know. <laughs> My mom always tried to get me, and I'm like, no, mom, I'm not talking about that with you. I'm sorry. Yeah, and so, and that's really carried, you know, even to, to, to today. So nice. we're, um, you know, 
we actually uh, I've I've seen Sarah open up more in her older age. She yeah. was really the shy one of the three. Yeah, yeah, I knew kind that. Kind of kept right. things quiet, you know. Yeah. Not that she was sneaking, but yeah. she just wasn't, you know, very vocal. Emily was the vocal one. Yeah. Lauren was kind of in between. Okay. And so, uh, but they're all good girls, hard workers. Yeah. Uh, they've all had success. They all, you know, so, graduated from college. I, I had 11 straight years of college tuition. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm. That's scary. Yeah, yeah that that's why I had the gap of six years. Which, no, yes, yeah. <laughs> I was Save just, you know, it wasn't kids. God's plan for me to, because, we, you know, we had the plan. We're going to have a kid, three kids, every two years. It's going to happen perfect. <laughs> 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 you know, when you're a teenager, you feel like, okay, you know, you feel like it's, a hundred percent chance that they're going to get pregnant. <laughs> so you're always scared. And then when you get, when you're an adult, you want to, re- you realize like, okay, like, man, what is happening? Like, this isn't working. And I went through all that stuff going, you know, the stuff you see in movies is real. You know, I went up to the, the hospital, sat on the leather seat, people laughing out in the hall while I'm trying to, you know, do my thing in there. So they can <laughs> freeze my stuff. <laughs> but you didn't know we was going to talk about this today. Did you? <laughs> no. But it was it was uh it was it was it was rough, but luckily we bought a dog and the dog released some stress and boom, we had we had Peyton. So we look at her as a blessing, even though it's the second child and you throw her downstairs, you know, you don't really <laughs> It's a little different, you know. The first one you're like, Oh, you know, I can't do anything. And and the fact that it's a girl makes it even more funny. But <laughs> Peyton's a rough rider. She hits her head everywhere and she's fine. That's why she's playing football, right? Yes. <laughs> exactly. We're getting her ready. No, <laughs> Oh, actually, that brings up. So, if you had a son right now, mm-hmm. would you let him play football? Absolutely, absolutely. Would you like encourage it, or you would just see if he would? It, I would just see if he wanted to. Yeah, if he wanted yeah. to do it. If he didn't. He didn't. But yeah. Um, yeah, you ever thought about having him. a son? They were like, "Oh man, that would have been cool if uh, I had." You one. know, <laughs> a lot of people ask me that. Um, I, not at all. Really? Yeah, I I was blessed. That is so. true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. What's Sarah doing these days? Sarah is an esthetician, lives in Cleveland. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, she she had her Cleveland. great volleyball career at Kent State. Oh, wow. She, she, yeah, she played all four years at Kent. I would have loved to go to Kent. Nothing against Ball State, but, you know, I would have loved to go to Kent State. They didn't recruit me. Uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was there any, like, major, besides the the traveling and everything, there's nothing really major going on? Not, not, not a whole lot, really. Yeah. You know, it was... Um, you know try to do the best you could at work you know uh fulfill you know your customer needs and yep. your company needs so and then get, get that home. college education yeah. paid Fa- for I, yes family yeah. was all is always number one to me yeah uh you know some people rate their job as hey, i got you know that's the most important thing in my life but nah family's number one well i think jobs, that helps you jobs up there but yeah you know. yeah jobs up there but i feel like when you have a family focus it helps you perform you know in your your occupation yeah i agree with you yeah for sure but man, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to add on, Josh? You know, I include you a little bit, but I didn't. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just, I'm just really happy I got to sit here and listen to you guys. Yeah, I'm glad that you know, I'm, I'm just happy that Larry is open and speaks. You know, because it's a podcast; it's all about talking. I, I you know, people are going to get tired of hearing my voice. So I was really, I'm really <laughs> I <hope> happy. That, <laughs> yeah, really happy that Larry, you know, wanted to, uh, you know, was outgoing and and was able to speak. But you said you wanted to have something else. Would you say? I, I wanted to tell a little story about you. Oh, okay. uh-oh. So I'm scared. When, when Percy was in fifth grade, you attended South Elementary, yeah, right? Yeah, That's so the best that, school. That's the best school. That's where, the best school, man. That's where my wife taught. And oh, okay. She, yeah, she basically retired from there. And uh, every year, 
near the end of the year, the, the fifth grade boys would challenge the teachers to a basketball game. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so my wife, Angie, you, you probably don't know this, but she's a phenomenal basketball player. Wow, you can I shoot. can tell by Emily playing. Yes. <laughs> and so Percy and one of the Doomermuth boys oh, and yeah. Micah Mills, they thought they had, you know, the team of the century in fifth grade. You know, they walk in that little gym, and here's Angie playing against them, schooling them. Yes. <laughs> and so to this day, Percy, I think you say that somehow she cheated yeah, because they that's, won. That's that's my response to me losing. I mean, we talked about my sore loser. Yeah. <laughs> being a sore yeah. loser. That's my response. Fourth grade, I will say it in fourth grade, now I realize they kind of set it up for me to hit the last shot. I don't know if Angie's oh. ever mentioned that. No. In fifth grade, they were like, all right, y'all old enough now. We're going we to really play. And I don't think it was really close. That. Yeah. But, no, that's hilarious. Those those uh, I remember that. Those student versus teacher games were the best, man. Those were fun. But um, I'm glad you shared that. You know, I got worried a little bit. But. No. 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 But no I won't I tell everyone what you were doing in my attic after prom, <laughs> but that's all right. What are you talking about? What, you had an attic? I don't know. <laughs> no, I love. Yeah, my my wife loved your house. Uh, the times we spent in there, man, it was. I love. And now that you got the pool. You about to put in a slide? You said. It's in. It's oh, it's in. Yeah, oh it's my in goodness! Person. I have to stop and see that. My too. grandkids are gonna love it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Will I it told hold two hundred sixty pounds? Yeah, two two seventy five max. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I might have to stand by it and hold it as you go down. But well, I'm working out. Hopefully, yeah. you know, he said I might have to hold it as you yeah. go down. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to being over there, and uh, you know, uh, I haven't seen Angie in a while. I bet she's going to see Krista here soon. Yes, trying to get that hair right. My wife's going to be right. crazy. I don't know if I can do any more podcasts for a while. No, <laughs> but no. Um, Obviously, last episode went way too long, so I'm going to try not to, you know, make this one go. But we appreciate you, Larry, coming through. I appreciate the offer yeah. here. It was yeah. great. Yeah. It's great and, catching up and yeah, for sure, being for able sure. to see you. Yep. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, you know, it was worth it missing your your happy hour with, oh, the, for sure. with your team. For sure. <laughs> and, and uh, uh, you know, if you, is there anything else you wanted to ever do later down the road, we'd, we'd love to have you back on in case we uh, didn't hit something and there's something else you want to add. But uh, thank you, Josh, as well, you know, yep, always, producing man. all always. this and putting that two cents in. Yeah, thank you, yep. Josh, for sure. Um, but, yeah, guys, uh, if you guys want to listen to us, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Um, and I'm sure we'll be sharing it out on uh, the Get Level Podcast Network YouTube and also mine, 99 Miles Per Hour with Percy Garner. Um, but we thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. And uh, stay safe. And what was the thing I was saying? Uh, have a good day. Have a good day or not. The choice is yours. It's still a line from Principal Vaughn. But hey, we're taking it. We're taking it. But thank you guys.